0: Welcome to the Ranking Things Podcast, a production of Jason Davis Voiceover. Please visit jasondavisvoice.com. I'm Jason Davis. And I'm Sue Manzik Davis. And we're going to talk to you today about our favorite holiday movies. All right. I love this time of year. Yeah, it's great. It's real easy to lose perspective of what's important because everybody gets all crazy around the holidays, right?
1: Yeah, you do. You get all caught up in the drama of the perfect gifts and the perfect dinner and the perfect decorations. Right. And And there's been movies
0: made about that sort of thing. That's very true. And we might even talk about some of them today. Hmm. The holiday films that I chose for my list. They vary a little bit. Mm-hmm. Some are a little bit sentimental, mm-hmm. some are a little bit funny, mm-hmm. some are a little bit edgy, some are all of the above. Ooh. So, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty proud of my list of the Ooh. top 5. How about you?
1: I'm excited now because I would put mine as part sentimental, part funny, part edgy also.
0: Cool. So, uh-huh. It is ranking things, so should we start ranking things? Okay. What do you got for number five?
1: Okay, for number five, I have a movie that shares its title
0: with a war song. Movie that shares its title with a war song. I don't know.
1: Okay, I'll give you another hint. It's a war song about peace.
0: A war song about peace? Is it War Pigs by Black Sabbath? No, no.
1: The person who wrote it said, I wrote it for a review I intended producing, changed my mind, put it away until it was used in a picture. At this time, I had no idea would be a perennial hit or that Paramount would add to its popularity with a movie of the same name. When the song first became popular, I attributed it to the war and the fact that Christmas means peace.
0: White Christmas? Yes. White Christmas is a war song?
1: Yes. Irving Berlin first wrote it as a peace song. Okay. Instead of being anti-war, he was pro-peace.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of the lyrics in my head, and it to me, it's a Christmas song. It's not
1: Yeah. interesting. I thought that was very interesting. The movie came out in 1954. Okay. It was a musical film, mm-hmm. which was tons of fun, of course, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it starred Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye. Rosemary Clooney and Vera Ellen. <laughs> I don't think we've ever watched
0: it together. I have never watched White Christmas oh my gosh we're now, watching it this year oh <laughs> it's so fun it's not too corny well <laughs> <laughs> a little corny maybe it might be a little corny all right it might I, can, I can handle corny
1: yeah it was originally cast Bing Crosby and Donald O'Connor Donald O'Connor was Gene Kelly's kind of sidekick in Singing in the Rain. Okay. But he got an injury and he had to withdraw and they they just grabbed Danny Kay. Oh, wow. And brought him into the part. Okay. Okay, no spoilers since you haven't seen it. Okay. But Bing Crosby and Danny Kay were in World War II. And the movie actually begins with them on a battlefield and, you know, it's Christmas time and they want to be home. And you get to know their general. So later on in life, they <laughs> they meet Rosemary Clooney and Vera Ellen, and they're hired to do a Christmas show in rural Vermont.
0: Okay, it Turns
1: out the inn is owned by the general. The inn is almost in bankruptcy. They decide they're going to save the day and put on a show. Okay. So you can see why this appeals to me.
0: Yeah, because you're a theater person. Oh, yeah.
1: It's the same inn from Holiday Inn, Okay, but it's not like Holiday Inn Part 2- Or anything like that for anybody who knows that movie also. For our our listener who might know that. (laughs) (laughs) They also did scenes in a train. So what was very cool was they actually had to go to 20th Century Fox because that was the only studio that had a standing train set. Okay. And there are scenes, um, you know, in the sleeper car. And there's a scene in the dining room where they have uh, a great song called Snow. Rosemary Clooney has a beautiful song called Count Your Blessings Instead of Sheep. Really sweet. Okay. And then my favorite song from the whole movie is a song called Sisters. And some people might know this, actually, because it's become a kind of a kitschy thing to cover. The sisters do the number. Actually, while they were filming, Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye were goofing around so much lip syncing it Mm -hmm. that they decided to add in a reprise of the song with them lip syncing it.
0: Oh, that's funny. So it's the women's voices. In yeah. Their, okay. So they
1: grab their props, they roll up their pants and, you know, act like they're, you know, got like skirts on and they do this whole funny thing. And the cracking up that Bing Crosby did during mm. it was genuine because they were just going. Sure. And Danny Kay was being such a goofball at that point that he just started. So when they finish the number and you see Bing Crosby just laughing, that that's real. That's awesome. So it's all sorts of fun stuff like that. The whole process of putting together, let's, come on, kids, let's get together and put on a show. (laughs) And then, you know, what happens? Do they save the end? Does it snow?
0: (gasps) You have to watch to know. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that everything works out well in the end.
1: I don't want to give anything away.
0: (laughs) It is a Christmas movie, so hopefully that's the
1: case. It's true. It's true. But anyway, it's just got that fun, old-fashioned, life is easy, life is fun kind of mood to it. Mm -hmm. It was filmed in VistaVision, the very first movie to ever be filmed oh, wow. in VistaVision. I just I've been watching it since I was a kid, and I think it's really interesting that we've never watched it together. It is
0: considering how long we've been together, yeah. and if it's uh, an important movie for you, yeah. Maybe like I've resisted it because it's corny, and I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I'm, it's I'm, fine. I've never honestly. I've never been a big fan of really old stuff, mm-hmm. like really old movies, because they do feel very dated most of the time. The acting is sort of stilted, and it's very corny most of the time. So, I mean, there are exceptions, especially for holiday films. Yeah. Most of the time I'd rather watch something a little bit more contemporary. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why we never watched it. But... Maybe. All right.
1: But I think I I think you might like it.
0: I would watch it because it's important to you. Oh, so, thank um, you, hi-me. Yeah.
1: That's my five. Okay. Number five, white Christmas.
0: Number five for me, there have been many different tellings of Charles Dickens a Christmas Carol. Mm. My favorite is Scrooge. Ah, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Bill Murray, Karen Allen, John mm-hmm. Forsyth, Carol Kane, David Johansson, Bobcat Goldthwait, Alfred Woodard, a great cast. Mm-hmm. And then there's lots of fun cameos in the movie. And it's uh, one of the few, if not only times that the story of Scrooge has been done as a comedy, which they didn't think it would work that way mm-hmm. originally. I mean, maybe like there's elements of comedy in like the Muppets Christmas Carol and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But as far as like a more traditional telling of that story Scrooge is one of the first times it was done as a comedy and they weren't really sure how that was going to fly but it was written by um mitch glazer and michael donahue who were saturday night live writers oh cool so that's probably why it works so okay. well directed by richard donner right. who's done a ton of great films mm-hmm. released november 23rd 1988 it turns out and i was really surprised to read this that bill murray and donner did not get along During filming. Amazing. Yeah. Murray liked to really uh, improvise a lot and stuff, and Donner wasn't used to that. So, uh, in fact, in an interview he said that uh, Murray's penchant for improvisation was kind of like standing on 42nd Street in Broadway and the lights are out and you're the traffic cop.
1: Oh, So okay. that's probably,
0: you know, wrangling Bill Murray is probably uh, a tricky thing on a movie set.
1: Like herding squirrels.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it's just, to me, it's everything that you want from that story, mm-hmm. the three ghosts, mm-hmm. but it's done in such a contemporary way and it's Bill Murray. I mean, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Bill Murray alone is great. Mm-hmm. And then the supporting cast is really good as mm-hmm. well. So it's it's just a lot of fun. Always a great story for uh, Christmas time mm-hmm. about really taking stock of what's important and and doing the right thing and being a good person.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, about a you know a pr- one person's redemption, but everyone can relate.
0: Yeah, Scrooge number five for me. What do you got for number four?
1: Don't make me crazy. It's Christmas. Oh,
0: interesting. The ref. It's a great movie.
1: I love it. And my favorite quotes are um, Christine Baranski's. Oh, yeah. With Don't Make Me Crazy, It's Christmas and Who Do You Think You Are? Slipper Socks Medium.
0: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Christine Baranski is in three holiday movies that I, off the top of my head, there might be more. The Ref. The Ref. A Grinch. The Grinch with Jim Carrey and Bad Mom's Christmas.
1: Yeah. Wow. Triple Dose. Yeah, she's awesome. I yeah. love her.
0: She's always good.
1: Yeah. This was first released into theaters in March of nineteen ninety four. Why would they put out a holiday movie? I don't it's know. definitely a Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. And the setting of it was Christmas Eve nineteen ninety three. Very I, weird. Yeah. I can't imagine like in March would you be like, Hey, there's a Christmas movie out, wanna go
0: see it? No. Yeah, I think, you know, November through December is like your window if you really want to have success with a Christmas movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, you said Scrooge was, uh, I think that was Thanksgiving weekend, right? Of 1988? Like, right after Thanksgiving time or something? That makes sense, but March does not make sense to me.
0: And by the way, I remember seeing uh, Roger Ebert talk about this movie and okay. saying that it's a really good movie with a terrible title. And that's true.
1: That is that is true.
0: Because you have no idea what the movie's about. Now, after yeah. you see the movie, you right, get you the go. title. Right. It's probably one of the more underrated films, you know, I of this agree. genre.
1: I agree. I mean, Dennis Leary. Very funny. Terrific. Yeah. Judy Davis. No relation. Mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey, unfortunately, but great Kevin what a performance Spacey performance, and we didn't know.
0: Yeah, he's great in this movie, and it's a shame that all the allegations about him. Yeah,
1: I can't hate his early performances though, because he's I know so talented. Like, that's I don't a real, know how to feel about that.
0: That's a real interesting point. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of actors who have had things come out about them that are less than favorable. Yeah. Mel Gibson comes to mm-hmm. mind. You know, can we still enjoy their early work before the shit hit the fan? or Because
1: we didn't know, but like just because now we uh, mm. can we say ignorance is bliss? I don't know. I don't know. So I kind of had mixed feelings mentioning this,
0: but no, I mean, you, you know, know,
1: the movie itself I love and he doesn't own the movie.
0: Exactly. As you good know, as he's he is, Part of it. Yeah. I mean, he's an important part of the movie, but you don't want a whole movie to be forgotten just because uh, one guy's an asshole.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Glennis Johns too. I mean, who knew the mom from Mary Poppins could be such a
0: yeah Mm-mm, witch? Yeah. Yeah. She's. Uh... <laughs> She's terrible.
1: Oh, she's just, you love to hate her.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many great characters in the movie, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of the uh, ancillary characters mm-hmm. are a lot of fun, too. Yeah. The the delinquent son, yep. the brother, mm-hmm. you know, everybody.
1: Um, J.K. Simmons, this was his oh, yeah. film debut. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: That's, uh, that's interesting, because he's actually very good, too, yeah. in a small role.
1: Yeah. The original ending of it would have had Gus turning himself in. Okay. As a lesson to Jesse. So they did that. They showed it to test audiences and the test audiences were like, no. So yeah. they changed it based is, on that.
0: Isn't it interesting how sometimes you root for the the guy who's bad?
1: Yeah, the anti-hero.
0: Yeah. I think part of the reason that the ending in the ref, the uh, theatrical release uh-huh. works, is because by the time we get to the end, even though he's a criminal mm-hmm. and he's a crook. Let's, right. let's, he's a burglar. Yeah, he's yeah. not like a murderer. Right. okay? But he does bad things, mm-hmm. especially during the holidays. Yeah. Which is terrible. Yeah. But I think by the end, everybody, they're kind of redeemed. All the characters. Because yeah. yeah, all that's the characters true. in this movie are, are kind of troubled. Yeah. They're people that you go, God, I'm glad I'm not like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. They do not put the fun in dysfunctional. That's right. <laughs> I mean, talk about a dysfunctional Christmas Eve dinner. I mean, yeah. And they come out and they, they're they wearing those wreaths with the lit candles. Yeah. And you're just waiting. There's so much funny oh, stuff in this movie. Yep.
0: And and if you've never, I mean, I, I would hope a lot, most people have seen the ref by I now. Hope so yeah. But if you haven't, you got to look it up yeah. because it's 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 really a great Christmas movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: that has again the best of both worlds. Very funny, yep. a little cynical, mm-hmm. but also uh, heartwarming. Yeah, that's true. Strangely enough. Yeah. And I that... guess that's how these these holiday movies with a little bit of an edge work. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll get you. They'll make you laugh and make you feel a little uncomfortable, maybe at times. Mm-hmm. But at by the time the movie's done, you go, oh, it's oh, a holiday movie. Okay, let's yeah, watch that again next year. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so that's my number four, The Ref.
0: Cool. Number four for me is a classic, A Christmas Story. Oh, nice. We nice. just watched the sequel, the recent sequel, mm-hmm. A Christmas Story Christmas, mm-hmm. which we enjoyed. And we thought, eh, one and done probably with this. It's not quite as classic as the original. I will say this, and I said this while we were watching, A Christmas Story Christmas the last 20 to 30 minutes of the movie actually made it a little bit better. Yes. Like it was good. And then the last 20 to 30 minutes made it that much better. Yeah. So yeah. I would say it's worth checking out, but go into it not expecting it to be as good as the original and mm. you'll be much better off. That's true. Yeah. So let's talk about A Christmas Story. Okay. Released uh, just before Thanksgiving, again, 1983. Ah, smart. And unfortunately, this movie didn't do well at the box office because it got yanked from theaters before Christmas.
1: What? It, well, because it, it
0: really wasn't, yeah, I mean, people weren't going to see it. So, you know, like oh any movie, they got to give these movies a chance. Like if you put out a Christmas movie around Thanksgiving time, you got to at least let it last through Christmas yeah. to, to give it a chance because people aren't always ready to see a Christmas movie until they're like maybe midway through December. Yeah, true. And the movie has obviously become a, a modern day classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though it's it's been almost 40 years now, mm-hmm. it took time for it to build that following. I mean, when it first came out, it didn't really do anything in the theaters and even on video. It was much later, I think, that we all kind of went, wow, what a gem.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, it, the director, Bob Clark, is also one of the writers. He wanted to do this movie, but the studio wasn't keen on it originally because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, post-depression yeah. era. It's, you know, Period it's kind Period piece. Yeah, yeah. It's like maybe too sappy or sentimental. So he had a lot of success as the director of Porky's a right. couple of years earlier. Right,
1: that's why I know the name. Yeah,
0: and that gave him the clout. It's hard to imagine the same guy that directed Porky's. Directed a Christmas story, but that gave him the clout because that movie was such a big success Mm -hmm. to to make this movie. Mm -hmm. This movie went on to inspire the Wonder Years TV series. It did. Yeah. And it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And again, another movie where there's, uh, you know, everybody quotes, you'll shoot your eye Um, out. Yeah. Yeah. Ho, ho, (laughs) ho. There's so many great scenes in the movie. And, you know, even though it takes place in a time period that most of us didn't grow up in. Mm -hmm. There's elements of it that I think we can all relate to, being excited to open presents mm-hmm. and really hoping you get that special thing. For me, it was a bike when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Ralphie, of course, wanted the BB gun. Right. You know, so we've all had that experience as a kid, probably. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason it plays very well now is because it it takes place in a time that was a much more simpler time. Yeah. And now everything is so much information and and so you know, there's so much going on in the world. Yeah. yeah. That I think we like to look back on a time that was, uh, you know. A little simpler.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, their thing as a family would be after dinner gathering around the radio to listen to a story. Yeah. You know, little Orphan Annie.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So now I guess families, you know, surf the web together.
1: (laughs) Everyone goes on their phones, but they're all in the same room. So I guess. Yeah,
0: exactly. So that's my number four Christmas story. Yep. Okay. Number three.
1: Well, I, uh, you know, it may surprise you that we did overlap somewhere, but it's a little higher up for me. Okay, but I, I know I love it because you'll
0: love it too. Which was the tagline from uh, the TV network: yeah. "You'll love it. You'll, you'll love, love it." it. So number
1: three for me is Scrooged. I love the fact that it starts with the movie in it called The Night the Reindeer Died. With Lee Majors. Lee Majors appears in that opening scene helping to save Santa Claus. He was armed with a stripped-down M134 minigun, which Mm. was the same one... that they used in Predator.
0: I ain't got time to bleed.
1: And he actually found it a little hard to carry around because it was so heavy. He wasn't as bionic as he used to be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was
0: maybe the $2 million okay. man by that point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because depreciation.
1: Okay. And then Santa goes, it's Lee Majors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Lee, you've been an awfully good boy. And Lee just makes that like take, you know, yeah, he that kind it. of like shrug face, you yeah. know. I also love the other things that the station was promoting mm-hmm. at the time. For example, Robert Goulet's Cajun Christmas. Goulet. Remember that? Yep. <laughs> I also love the fact that they were doing you know, this live broadcast of Scrooge of, you know, Christmas Carol. And who did they hire to play? <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge, but Buddy
0: Hackett. Buddy Hackett, of course.
1: Who better to play Tiny Tim making a great recovery, but Mary Lou Retton. Exactly. And the final appearance, a moment of silence that we never saw them on screen again, the Solid Gold Dancers.
0: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That show ran for like seven years. Right? I I was amazed when I read that. Right. That it it lasted that long. Yeah.
1: To me, that makes me go, oh, it's an 80s movie, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't really read as an 80s movie to me because I think they did a lot to just kind of... Yeah, Try to go as timeless as they could with it.
0: Yeah, because like even though they were solid gold dancers yeah. and they they name them as such, yeah. they they look like rockettes. Yeah. So yeah, you that's know, true. and the rockettes are timeless. Yeah, that's true.
1: One of my favorites. Totally agree that it should be in the top five.
0: Good choice. So that's, Thank you. Number that's three my number three. Number three for me is Why Him. Oh. So released just before Christmas, December twenty-third, twenty sixteen. Directed by John Hamburg, who was also James Franco's professor at New York University. Oh wow! Which I is kind of interesting. That. Yeah. So Franco stars in the movie. Brian Cranston, Zoe Deutsch, Megan Mullally, Keegan Michael Key, who is always good. Mm-hmm. In fact, he has he has very quickly become one of my favorite actors. Oh yeah. Because I've never seen him in anything, comedy, dramatic, whatever, mm-hmm. where he just doesn't slay. Yeah. He's amazing. He's excellent. Counten- uh, and Cedric the Entertainer is also very good in this All as right. one of the workers. So this is a movie that I think kind of flew under the radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because maybe people aren't into a holiday film being a little edgier as much as we are. I love this movie. Yeah.
1: and Well, it's got I look some, forward to, yeah, yeah, edgy's putting it mildly in some scenes. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, there's st- some real like, you know, stuff that if you're uh, easily offended, you're you're not going to like it.
1: Yeah. Like when you go shopping for a Christmas tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I like it.
0: I like it, it but it doesn't get get me hard. Hard. Oh, I wasn't aware you needed an erection to buy a Christmas tree. Or whatever he when says, you said right? it,
1: that was the first thing I thought of. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, there's you know, right in the beginning when he's on camera with his ass hanging out and stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah, there's a lot of really funny stuff in mm-hmm. the movie, but just like again, like there's a lot of uh stuff that can offend you, but at the same time, it's heartwarming because he's a sweetheart of a guy, yeah, yeah, you know, he's actually not an anti hero, he's right. just rough around the edges, yeah, yeah, he but he's doesn't... honest mm-hmm. and he's loving mm-hmm. and he's generous, mm-hmm. yeah, he's you know, committed. And he's very funny as Mm -hmm. a character.
1: He wants to be in the family so bad, he Mm -hmm. gets the tattoo. Yep. Oh, and Megan Mullally. Yeah. Gene and Paul. Gina and (laughs) Paul.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. You know, it's a Christmas movie with Kiss. I mean,
1: come on.
0: Gene and Paul with a a very funny cameo. Yeah. And I don't just like it because Gene and Paul are in it.
1: No, but that was a totally added
0: bonus that we were both like, what? It's kind of like, you know, Kiss and role models. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime Kiss is in a movie, whether it's just their song or they actually make an appearance, mm-hmm. that's going to raise the value for me. Mm-hmm. But the movie would be funny without them, too. It's well, a fun yeah. movie without them.
1: But to know. hear them playing, singing uh, the first Noel.
0: Oh, yeah. With the triangle.
1: The triangle and a, like, what, a ukulele or yeah, a something. something? And
0: I like uh, when Paul Stanley goes, you know, I'm having a great time, but are you having a buffet here? <laughs> They oh, what um, an excellent choice. Yeah, Megan Mullally said that uh, they were actually given free reign to improvise. Oh, So cool. they shot like 240 hours of film. Oh, wow. And they edited that down to just under two hours. Wow. I mean, it, you know, I, I, I don't know if we ever watched some of the deleted stuff or bloopers or whatever, but I'm sure there's a ton of really funny stuff yeah. that didn't make it into the movie because the cast is just, yeah. you know, filled with people that are great at that and the headboard I read that the headboard in the room that they stay in that Mm. Megan Mullally
1: oh and I always comment on it how cool it is
0: Nick Offerman made that Oh. Megan Mullally's uh, real-life husband. That's right. He's a woodworker. Yeah, he's a maker.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. Every time we see that scene, I'm like, I love that Ed boy. I know. Wow, what a great choice. I'm glad that made it on your top five.
0: Cool. What do you got for number two? For
1: number two, I have a movie that was released on the day before Thanksgiving of 2008.
0: 2008.
1: It received generally negative reviews.
0: This is your number two? This
1: is my number two. Okay. Starring Vince Vaughn, Reese
0: Witherspoon,
1: Robert Duvall, Mary
0: Steenburgen,
1: Sissy Spacek, John Voight. We're talking four Christmases.
0: Also my number two. You're
1: kidding!
0: Good job. Awesome! That was a a, a podcast high five just now.
1: Wow, that's never happened. Yeah.
0: I mean... Another one I look forward to every year,
1: and I could watch it twice.
0: I could too. Actually, during the holiday season, it's making very funny,
1: it, making it eight Christmases. I guess
0: this is this is a perfect example of one that that covers all the bases. Mm-hmm. It's a little edgy at times, mm-hmm. very funny, mm-hmm. great cast, mm-hmm. heartwarming, yes, and still funny, yes, even in the heartwarming moments. Yep. Yeah, because there's stuff that could be, oh, that could have made that super sappy and very predictable. Right. But they they do that, and then they get you with the laugh.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Which I always enjoy.
1: Boy, we can just jump right in and share notes, I guess, with our number two then.
0: Yeah. So Seth Gordon directed it. Yes. Who directed uh, another one of our favorite movies, Horrible Bosses.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Seth Gordon himself uh, was inspired of memories of his own Christmas. Yeah. Where the mood was tense. (laughs) where his sister would always be after him and where no one would want to go get his grandmother for dinner. (laughs) No one. You get her. No, I'm not getting it. You get her.
0: I think we've all probably had somebody in our life at one time that was always, uh, I mean, you love them because they're your family member and they're important to Mm -hmm. you, but they always had something to complain about Mm -hmm. or always made the holidays that much more stressful or whatever.
1: And chances are they couldn't drive themselves, so you had to right. endure the time in the car with them.
0: <laughs> so you know it's interesting the the two main characters played by Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. um, that the I think the actors have really good chemistry together. Yeah, they didn't get along. That's
1: I heard that I was shocked,
0: which is very shocking because yeah. then they're both great actors yeah. because they're very convincing as a couple in mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. So good for them.
1: Yeah, exactly. So Vince Vaughn and John Favreau, mm-hmm. who's in this also, mm-hmm. and executive producer. Peter Billingsley are all good friends in real life.
0: Okay, yeah. They've so, done a lot of stuff together. Yeah,
1: they've collaborated on other things, such as one of our other favorite movies. Couples Retreat. Couples Retreat, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It's funny how we like a lot of these uh, movies that either didn't do well with critics or didn't do much box office yeah. because I don't know if people just slept on them or whatever. I don't know. Couples Retreat is a great one because the the scenery Bora Bora, For, yeah. Yes, if
1: anything, just watch the scenery.
0: Yeah, four Christmases. You know, it's not so much that, but but like the journey of these characters. The reason it's called Four Christmases is because they co- both come from uh, divorced parents, mm-hmm. so they now have to go to each parent's house. Mm-hmm. Hence, Four Christmases, mm-hmm. and obviously, hilarity ensues mm-hmm. because there's different dynamic in each household.
1: Yep, none of the parents is quote unquote normal.
0: Yeah, exactly. Vince Vaughn's brother is played by John Favreau and country singer Tim McGraw. Oh my gosh. They're both like cage fighters. <laughs> and they, you know, they beat the crap out of them. It's just crazy. And the house is the like house, falling apart. The house is
1: falling apart. Did you know something cool about the house? They built it. From scratch, yeah, in the Shadow Hills area of Southern California, with a reinforced roof, yeah, so that could ha- handle the weight, yeah, of, of the cast yeah. and and the the camera crew, and then the cast was actually surprised. They went downstairs and looked inside; it was completely empty.
0: Yeah, nothing inside the house. <laughs> yeah, it's funny.
1: Really cool. But that's a great bit with the whole, you know, putting the, the satellite dish. The satellite, and then when the cable goes awry and you see it like snapping through all the parts of the house oh my God, and destroying so funny. things.
0: And let's, let's, you know, talk about Katie Mixon too. Oh my gosh. Cause she's like another one of those people that's very underrated. You don't yeah. hear about her a lot. I mean, right. I can't remember if this is the first time we saw her or if it was Eastbound and Down with Danny McBride, yeah, I the HBO show, first, yeah. but she's great. Mm-hmm. And then of course, uh, uh American housewife, right. which we ended up checking out like, before it ended because they replaced one of the kids in the show. And it yeah, was weird. Was odd. Yeah, that was But she's always good. Yeah. And she's really funny Oh, she's this. so
1: funny in this. I mean, she's got this baby who <laughs> Reese Witherspoon says, you know, how old is your baby? And she's like nine month, nine months old. Yeah. And meanwhile, she's pregnant again. And her belly is so far out. You think she's going to give birth any day. <laughs> right.
0: So it was like, as soon as she popped one kid out, boom, boom pregnant, again. pregnant
1: again. And then when she and John Favreau end up, kissing at the the table when they're playing taboo when they're playing taboo yeah and then he puts his hand on her belly and she's like oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's really a funny movie yeah i mean and i don't know unless we just we have a real warped sense of humor maybe, maybe? if you're easily offended again you might you might not appreciate it but maybe
1: maybe i mean when the quote i wrote down you know, for this was Mm -hmm. boys. I don't want to speak ill of your mother on Christmas, but she's nothing but a common street whore. (laughs) And I guess, I guess if stuff like that offends you, you might not like it so much.
0: Grandma's boyfriend, you know, plays with me. Well, you, he's a first class ass sniffer. You can tell him I said that. Yeah. Robert Duvall is very funny in this movie. He's so good in it. He's awesome.
1: And then I also love the fact that, you know, they go back and forth you know, they start at Robert Duvall's house. Mm -hmm. Then they go to Mary Steenburgen's house where we're just going to talk about generosity and the spirit of Christmas. (laughs) And the little girl's like, wait, you mean we're not giving presents? (laughs) You know, but it turns out the mom is now dating this preacher. Mm
0: -hmm. Dwight Yoakam.
1: Dwight Yoakam of all people. Right. And you know, two country
0: singers in this movie, oh, Dwight Yoakam right. and Tim McGraw, yeah,
1: and Kristen Chenoweth, who's also a singer,
0: right? There's also like a whole bunch of Oscar winners in yeah. the cast. It's crazy, yeah,
1: yeah. So they go from you know the whole Mary Steenburgen experience of you know the spiritual Christmas and the preacher, and then that whole Hallelujah Church, and yeah. we have to become the living nativity scene and. <laughs> And then they go to Sissy Spacex house. And every time we see the house, I'm like, oh, I love that house because it's like so zen. And there's like stained glass and Buddhas. We'll call it new agey. It's oh, yep. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe this is going to be like the quote unquote normal. Like we're going to get a little break here, you know, and then you realize, you know, Sissy Spacex says to the grandkids, oh, don't take those brownies. Those are grandma's special brownies. And you're like, oh, okay, All right. okay, Yeah. But then you realize that his best friend is now in a relationship with his mother.
0: Yeah, which is all kinds of awkward, oh, obviously. it's so
1: creepy and so funny and, you know.
0: Because he acts like an older man. Right. Like he says, let me get your gas for you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy.
1: Look, I don't want to be your father. I just want to be your friend.
0: <laughs> we were friends. We were best friends. <laughs> we smelled <laughs> each other's fingers <laughs> all this stuff.
1: And then they have the game of taboo, which yeah. I just, it makes me laugh even to think about it.
0: Yeah. Total dysfunction. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, the great thing about the movie is that there's definitely stuff that we can all relate to. Yeah. like The, the yeah. dysfunction at mm-hmm. the holidays, the arguing. Yeah. But there's also a lot of sweet moments yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah great movie Four Christmases Mm -hmm. is one that if you haven't seen it oh my gosh
1: yes you will laugh a lot yes as long as you don't mind things that you know she's a common street whore you're fine
0: all right what do you have for number one
1: well I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna surprise you or not with this one (laughs) and I don't know if it might be also your your number one also (laughs) but I don't know I mean if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now
0: neither would I because it's my number one too (laughs) Christmas baby National Yay! Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's right. I remember seeing this movie when it first came out in the theaters. Nice. And I remember thinking, "Wow, they made a movie that's as good, if not better, than the original Vacation, yeah. which at the time I loved." Yeah, yeah. And th- and that's why this movie stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie is you know over thirty years old. It's amazing. Yeah. But it's it's perfect.
1: It is. It is. It's based on a short story mm-hmm. called Christmas Fifty Nine. Mm-hmm. And that was written by John Hughes for National Lampoon in December of 1980. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that when Clark sees...
0: The movie reel. The movie the, reel. In the attic, yeah. In the
1: attic, it's labeled Christmas 59. That's
0: a, yeah, it's a nod to the I original. never knew that. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Can we just stop for a minute and talk about how amazing John Hughes is? <laughs> John Hughes, not only has he made some of the best non-Christmas movies of all time, Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Pretty in Pink, Weird Science, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. He's also made a couple of, or been involved in, a couple of classic Christmas movies. This one, of Mm -hmm. course, as the writer, Mm -hmm. but also Home Alone, you know, which has stood the test of time. Yeah. People talk about Francis Ford Coppola and Stanley Kubrick and all these Mm -hmm. filmmakers. I think John Hughes, to me, is just as important as people like that. Obviously, his movies were lighter Mm -hmm. and they were mostly comedies and stuff. But they were the movies we grew up with that I think really had an impact on us. And this is no exception. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is great. It
1: is. (laughs) It's awesome. It's really awesome. Um, Chris Columbus was supposed
0: to direct it. He ended up directing Home Alone. Right. Apparently, he he... couldn't work with Chevy Chase.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Jeremiah Chechik Mm -hmm. was the director. It was his directorial debut. Mm -hmm. And he had never even seen a vacation movie.
0: Oh. What a shame.
1: Can you believe it?
0: Yeah. And let's let's just give props to the supporting cast, too. So, obviously, oh, yeah. Chevy Chase mm-hmm. is always great. Mm-hmm. Beverly D'Angelo is always great as his wife in yeah. these movies. And then every time they make a vacation movie, there's different actors playing the kids right, for whatever right. reason. So, Juliette Lewis and mm-hmm. Johnny Galecki right. got the nod this time. And Randy Quaid. He's very funny in this. And the way they introduce him, you quoted it before. Mm-hmm. The way they introduced the car-
1: Clark. <laughs>
0: well, Eddie, I wouldn't be more surprised if I woke up tomorrow morning and my head was sewn to the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking great line yep. that is. <laughs> the epitome of the politically incorrect, completely socially inappropriate oh, yeah. relative. Yeah. That I'm sure exists in every family.
1: Yeah. He's got no boundaries.
0: None. None. No clue. Clueless. No clue. But he's got a heart of gold.
1: Mm-hmm. He's not super intelligent, I guess. <laughs> Quaid uh, got many of his mannerisms from a guy he knew growing up in Texas, apparently. Which,
0: which is terrifying that somebody like this character actually exists.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that he's cousin Eddie, but the relation is that he's married to... Catherine. Catherine. Which is, who uh, is Ellen's... Ellen's cousin. Right. Yeah. So he's a cousin-in-law, but that's just cousin Eddie. Right. You know? Right.
0: He's not He's not a blood relation to the Griswolds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, which makes sense.
1: And and how about that time that we we were watching it? And I said, Oh my gosh,
0: that's a dickie under the sweater. (laughs) (laughs) That's the great thing about these movies. We watch these movies every year. We enjoy them every year for what they are. Mm -hmm. But every year, we discover a little thing that we've missed for the last, you know, thirty years or
1: whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's the high def TVs that like grow. You know, seeing it twenty years ago, we didn't notice.
0: I think a lot of those jokes or a lot of those things are put in there, and they're they're really meant to be discovered later on in repeated viewings because there's so much going on that's funny in these movies, especially this one. Yeah. That it's real easy to miss that, something yeah. like that, yeah, like, oh which is gosh. a costume thing.
1: Yeah. And that was his wife's idea, Quaid's wife's idea. It's very funny. That. Yeah.
0: He's wearing a dicky turtleneck under the sweater. Yeah. And you can Dickie's clearly like see. But dark. Yeah.
1: And the sweater's like light, yeah. white or off-white or something. And you can see the outline.
0: Yeah. So when they go shopping at Walmart uh-huh. and he's loading stuff into the cart, mm-hmm. so uh, Clark puts like light bulbs in, mm-hmm. in the cart. Yeah. And then Eddie takes two giant bags of dry dog food and just puts them and crushes the light bulbs. Yeah. And it's one of those things. It's very subtle. Yeah. Easy to miss. Right. If you're not paying attention or if you're just listening, you know, paying attention to the interaction between the characters. Yeah. And that's probably what happened to me. And uh, one year I finally went, holy shit, he just crushed those light bulbs with that dog food. hmm very funny.
1: Yep. How about Aunt Bethany?
0: The voice of uh, Betty Boop. That's right.
1: This was her final movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's a great character, oh my and gosh. and uh, Uncle Louis, the toupee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's beautiful, and just the way the parents interact
1: mm-hmm. with their entrance with the doorbell, Yeah. and how the doorbell gets more and more ominous yeah. every time. It's pressed. yeah, they
0: slow it down. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And then they come in and they're all just like, oh, I have a boil, oh, my back, oh, yeah. my pills. I feel
0: like that's been done in other John Hughes. I think in 16 Candles, there was okay. something similar. Okay. Because the grandparents all come to stay for mm-hmm. the sister's wedding. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a, maybe a John Hughes thing. Yeah. Probably because that, that, he probably lived that in yeah. some in some form. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah. Very classic.
1: I love the way Clark's mom interacts with Clark. That's just, it's sweet. You know, the way she talks to him when she like touches his face and stuff. And they
0: do that. She has that routine with him when they first greet each other, when they first get there. Christmas Vacation is a must watch every year. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they, it airs, you know, on Christmas Eve somewhere every year. Oh, I think so. Let's talk about the movies that didn't make the top five because there's so many amazing Christmas movies. Bad Santa. Okay. Billy Bob Thornton. That one's hilarious. Yes. Not for the faint of heart. No. It's called Bad Santa for a reason. Oh, yeah.
1: My f- very first thought when you said, you know, let's do top five movies, I was like, oh, well, Wonderful Life for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a wonderful. You know, life.
1: it was straddling for a while, but I kind of came down between that and White Christmas and thought to myself, all right, I have each Blu ray in my hand. Which one am I going to put in? Like, that's how I made my decision. I was like, mm. White Christmas.
0: It's a Wonderful Life is a beautiful story, it too. Is. Boy, that, talk about sappy.
1: Boy, and do I sob at the <laughs> of end course. of it every year? Yes, you have to I do. Sob yes I do yeah it's great yeah what else did you have for runners up
0: a bad mom's Christmas oh yeah I had the ref on my list too which you already mentioned we saw for the first time last night a movie with Seth Rogen that Mm -hmm. we had never seen before called The Night Before Uh, him Joseph Mm Gordon-Levitt and uh, Anthony Mackie was Mm -hmm. the other lead character and Jillian Bell Mm -hmm. who who else was in it
1: Uh, Mindy Kaling that's right Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Just, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. A
0: Christmas stoner movie? Yes. Yeah. Who knew? Why not? There's another There's another Christmas stoner movie, A Very Harold and Kumar Christmas, which was <laughs> True. fun. True, yeah. But this was a really good movie. I mean, Seth Rogen is tripping his face off the entire movie. Yep. So uh, that was interesting. Yeah. But it was a good story, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, edgy, funny, right. but it, it's heartwarming, right. too. Right, right.
1: My other runners up weren't weren't as edgy. That's yeah. interesting. I have Elf.
0: I have Elf as well.
1: Because, you know, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Of course. I mean, and even in December, when I pick up my phone at work and I recognize the caller ID to be, you know, a colleague, I will answer with Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? Just to crack <laughs> them up.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Thank yeah, you. there's so there's a lot of very funny stuff. Directed by John Favreau.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: See, another Mm Co-Christmas thingy.
1: Oh, and another Mary Steenburgen movie. Yep. I said (laughs) Steenburgen.
0: Will Ferrell can be hit or miss for me. Hit in this for sure. Yeah. He's mostly a hit for me. Yeah, me too.
1: I I just love the way he commits to what he's doing. He's all in.
0: Actually, I should say this. Will Ferrell, always funny. Mm -hmm. The script, Ah. not necessarily. Okay. So depending on the movie, if the script isn't as good, his brilliance can only carry so much. Yeah. But the movies that he's in, where it's his brilliance and a good script, it's a home run. Yeah, definitely. And this is a good a good example of that. Elf, and he is one thousand percent committed. Like you said, he's really good at playing a man child. Yeah, yes. Because that's the character he plays in Step Brothers too. Yep. But in Elf, it's even funnier.
1: Yeah, it's not a human child; it's an elf child.
0: Right, and he's like you know a big guy. So you put a big guy like that in that outfit. Yeah. And it's it's very funny.
1: Put him on a tiny desk, and hilarity ensues.
0: Yeah, and put him in New York City. Yeah, which actually he kind of fits in in New York City. That's true. But it's funny, like when they show the B roll on the traffic walk, Mm -hmm. the traffic crossing,
1: finding the gum on the railing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Didn't Santa tell him not to do that? I know, I know. (laughs) Yeah, Elf is is a classic too. Very very funny.
1: Thanks, Mr. (laughs) Norwal. And Um, James Caan too is very good. Elf as you
0: know, kind of a different role for him. Yeah.
1: Another runner-up for me was Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. I didn't want to have two Christmas Carol themes right. in my top five, right. but the Muppet one is wonderful. wonderful. You can
0: pretty much never go wrong with the Muppets. Yeah. How the Grinch Stole Christmas with uh, Jim Carrey. Yep. He's great in that. Yep. A movie that I like, but you don't because you're not a fan of rom-coms, Love Actually. Oh, right, right. We'll move on. <laughs> Office Christmas Party. Oh, fine. That's one I'm really excited to see yes. again. Again, mindless entertainment. I'm almost on board anytime a movie features a blowout party. Right. Like a big party Uh where everything goes wrong Mm -hmm. or or everything goes really right. Mm Mm-hmm. That almost always makes for a fun movie. Yes, Office Christmas Party has a great cast. Yep, Jason Bateman, Jillian Bell, Mm -hmm. T.J. Miller, Mm -hmm. Olivia Munn, Mm -hmm. and everybody's really funny in it. And then there's uh, Vanessa Bayer, Randall Park. Oh
1: yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, Yeah. a lot of great, a lot of very funny, talented Mm -hmm. people. Oh, and uh, Courtney B. Vance in a in a a funny role. Yeah, which is uh, unusual.
1: Yep, yep. I love when they are. They're in the elevator with the performers for the live nativity. The guy playing Jesus is there and he's like, It's my birthday.
0: And Jason Bateman's like, Oh, you're you're really committing. Good, good. (laughs) Yeah. Polar Express. Oh, yeah, yeah. Deck the Halls, which is uh, Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick. Very fun. Christmas with the Cranks.
1: Oh, yeah, very fun.
0: All right. So, movies where Christmas is featured prominently, but not necessarily a Christmas movie. Okay. That we watch most of the time during the holiday season because they're great movies.
1: Okay. All right. Die Hard. Yes, it is a Christmas movie.
0: See, Die Hard, I think, could be a Christmas movie because I mean, there's a lot of Christmas references in it, the movie.
1: Well, it takes place at a, a office a, Christmas
0: party. The original office Christmas oh, yeah. party, <laughs> except with terrorists, yeah, or well, thieves yeah. with guns. Yeah, originally the movie was released in the summer. Right. Which, again, is very odd for a movie that centers on Christmas as a theme. A holiday party at the office. And then there's all the references, you know, ho, 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 now I have a machine gun. Right, There's the Christmas songs in the movie. Yeah.
1: See, to me, that is a Christmas movie. And I take a poll, just so you know, of my students every semester Mm -hmm. and ask and they always vote yes. Yeah.
0: I think you can consider Die Hard more of a Christmas movie than some of the other ones that I have on my list. Okay, what else do you have? Better Off Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Christmas stuff in that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Okay. There's a lot of Christmas mentioned in that. Trading Places.
1: Oh, right. Right. That goes right from Thanksgiving through to mm-hmm. Christmas.
0: Exactly. Gremlins.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Serendipity with John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale. Okay. Takes place in New York around the holidays, a lot of it. Okay. Uh, when Harry Met Sally. Ah, yep, yep. Now that story obviously takes place outside of Christmas, but there's a lot of Christmas in the movie and New Year's too. Yeah, yeah. Big, the big, you know, climax of yeah. the movie. Lethal Weapon. Okay. There's uh, another one directed by Richard Donner, by the way. Oh, how funny. That's all I have.
1: Cool. It's just so nice. Like, you know, you you make some popcorn, you get a blanket for the couch, and you watch a holiday movie. It's just such a nice thing to do in like the cozy, dark time of year that this is.
0: Yeah. There's probably people who go, well, how can you watch the same things over and over every year? Well, we eat the same foods every year. That's true. We give, we give gifts every year. Mm-hmm. We do, you know, we have a lot of traditions that mm-hmm. we honor every year. Yeah. Putting up lights putting up the tree yeah so why not enjoy movies and look these movies are great and certainly this time of year they have a little more impact yeah yeah so i think that why not enjoy the movies when you can
1: i think so and i think it's a great way to kind of you know let go of the stress of your day exactly oh i'm getting really excited to watch some of uh, these. me too now. and cool. hopefully if
0: you're listening you're you're feeling the same thing yeah so.
1: So happy holidays to everybody.
0: Yeah, and uh, be safe and have a great new year as well. And may the new year bring lots of prosperity, good health and happiness. Thank you so much for doing this episode with me. Thank you for having me. So thanks for joining us and happy holidays. You can email us rankingpodcast at yahoo.com or tweet at Jason Davis voice. The Ranking Things podcast is a production of Jason Davis voiceover. Please visit jasondavisvoice.com if you need a voice for a commercial, internet and corporate video, e-learning, phone message, and more. Thanks so much for listening to the Ranking Things podcast.